Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dadon Tolbert. Uh, this is my uh, part two of my Justice for George uh, two-night special. And, um, you know, many of you guys tuned in last week where I discussed the, the senseless and tragic murder of George Floyd by uh, four police officers who um, are just, you know, the scum of the earth. And, you know, I spoke about, you know, everything. I talked about um, what we could do as a community um, to heal, to move forward. I talked about just the deep-rooted um, issues that even led to that, that played a part in his death, in his murder. Um, I talked about, you know, just the anger that we as a people feel, you know. And, um, you know, I talked about the kids. I talked about the adults. I talked about, you know, even our ancestors that came before us and how just how far back this thing goes. So um, I'd encourage everybody to, if you missed that particular show um, or any of these shows, to check out the archives on uh, com. Check out um, iTunes, where I'm heard, uh, as well as iHeartRadio. Um, today, like I said, man, this is part two. This is part two where, you know, because the issue with it, I'll be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't plan on doing a, uh, a two-part special. Um, but then when I saw the aftermath, you know, when I saw the riots, when I saw the looting, when I saw the murder, you know, vandalism, um, I, I just, and just so many different things. I saw a lot of celebrities speaking out about it. There's discussions on uh, social media about it. There's news coverage. There's so much stuff that is in play here. So I, I definitely, although in my opinion, I, I feel like the first one, you know, was, was, I talked about everything, but there's a lot more, even ironically, even more that I want to talk about today. So let me just jump right into it. Um, and again, like I said, this is not, I mentioned this last time, but for those of you who are new to the Dayton Tolbert show um, or unfamiliar how I do things, in anything over the last 15 years, I've talked about the Mike Browns, the Eric Garners, Philando Castiles, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, you know, Trayvon Martin. You know, it's, there's none of these situations that I haven't discussed. And for me, it's important to continue the conversation. I think we, we live in a society where, you know, a lot of times we feel like it's, it's uncool to, ha- to be different. It's uncool to um, have, a, have a, your own opinion. You know, sometimes we feel like, you know, we have to just fit in. But I feel like, you know, express yourself. You know, if we're going to talk about it, let's really talk about it. You know, a lot of times, I don't know if you guys watch The Breakfast Club or listen to The Breakfast Club, uh, they recently had, uh, Rush Limbaugh on there, I think last or this week, and a lot of people were saying like, "Why would they have him on there? He's a racist and this and that." And I mean, and and he most likely is. I don't really follow him like that, but you know, I listened to the interview, and I respect them for doing the interview, for opening their platform to someone who you already know feels differently, because that's what we have to do in this country. You know, I hear people saying, well, would you sit down with Donald Trump? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even talk to him. I wouldn't hear what he has to say. Well, why not? You see what I'm saying? You don't have to agree with someone to try to talk to someone and, and, and actually make some progress towards a common goal or towards a goal. It doesn't have to be a common goal. It could be a goal that you have. And if that person can help you get towards that goal, then why not sit down and talk to them? So that's how I feel. So I just, I, you know, I like to talk about stuff. And I like to talk about it and not just talk about it. I'm not one of those people that says, okay, let's just talk about stuff and no, let's talk about it with a goal in mind with, and, you know, get some solutions on the table about how we can, you know, heal and, and move forward and, and ultimately come out of this 
as a better people. Um, so yeah, let's 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 jump into it, man. I have some I have some house cleaning uh, things, and I'm, I'm I'm simulcasting this broadcast on Facebook Facebook Live. So uh, shout out to you guys listening in through Facebook and um, different different platforms. But the, some housekeeping things I have in regards to social media, in regards to Facebook, is you know like I said as we talk about these things from a different perspective, keep in mind that everyone is not your friend, okay. Everybody is not your friend. Everyone doesn't, you know, um, have your best interest in heart. And why I say that is because I said on online, I said, if you have friends, and I use that term loosely, you know, friends who disrespect you and insult you, you know, uh, make fun of you because of your political or social views or even religious views, then guess what? They're not your friends, right? These are not your friends. If you can't sit down with someone and have an educated, respectful debate, whether you agree or not, that person is not your friend. And to me, you don't even, why even talk to them? Why even associate with them? You know, people I like to associate with are people we can laugh with. You know, I can laugh with, I can joke with, but I can also debate with. When it gets into the name calling and this and that, that's not, you know, that just kind of is, is a waste of time. So I would just say, you know, hit the delete button. Don't be afraid to hit the delete you know, don't hit, don't be afraid to hit the unfollow. You know, I mean, just a, kind of another, you know, point of reference is you don't have to be friends with everyone that you know. And what I mean by friends is you don't have to be Facebook friends or follow everyone that you know. Sometimes it's like, oh, I know that person. Let me let me friend them. But a lot of times people, you, they bring negative energy into your world. You know what I mean? It's really no point. Um, they end up doing more harm than good. It's, it's fine to see their page every once in a while, but you don't have to always hit that ad friend. You don't always have to hit that click, you know, that uh, that submit, or not submit, but uh, accept friend request. You don't have to do it. What else, man? What other housekeeping things? You know, like I said, man, and here's the thing. This is on the other side of that. If you are that person, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you are the person who is always confrontational, if you are the person who always has something to disagree with, you know, you don't say happy birthday. You don't say congratulations on anything. You don't, you know, offer anything positive. Why do you follow people who not only do you not agree with, but that you constantly disagree with and are constantly looking for things to pick with them about? Why even follow those people? I said stop following these people if you just don't like what they stand for or like what they're about. You know, I guess I'm old school. Like, why have people in your circle or in your network where you clearly are not bettering each other? So that's it, man. That, that's kind of what I want to talk about as far as uh, the, the social media piece uh, or that piece of it. Um, like I said, though, I want to talk about, again, if you're just tuning in, I want to talk today about specifically the death of George Floyd, and uh, but more specifically the aftermath of the death of uh, George Floyd. I want to talk about you know, what, what that looks like, you know, what, what have we been seeing going on around the country? You know, why are we seeing what we're seeing going on around the country? Um, what can we do to improve things that are going on around the country? I, think, I feel like, you know, um, I, I want to say this. I want to say this. Like I said, the death of George Floyd was a, was a tragedy, but everything else that's going on right now is also a tragedy. The rioting is a tragedy. The looting is a tragedy. The murders are a tragedy. 
you know, and I, I'll be honest, I haven't heard a lot about the people who are who have actually been killed during this 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 situation. I'm talking about the store owners. You know what I mean? I'm talking about the people trying to protect their businesses. I'm talking about people, you know, just just out in the streets getting trampled and different things. People, you know, police officers injured. You know, and and that's not and unfortunately that doesn't those stories don't fit the narrative. You know, I if you guys are in the Friends of the Data October Show group, I posted in the group, you know, a, an actual video of someone taking their last breath. I don't know if y'all saw that. That didn't go viral. I don't know if that went viral. I, didn't, I haven't seen that on the front page of CNN, but the guy is literally, he, he was shot. And you see him literally taking his last breath right on the, on, on, on the video. Facebook may have deleted it. I don't know. It's kind of you know explicit. But how is that any different from George Floyd taking his last breath right, right there on camera? That image has been shown all over, but I haven't seen any images of this older gentleman taking his last breath, killed by one of the looters. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy. But let me let me start off. I'm going to start off like this. I want to start off on a, on a positive note. Cause I, like I said, I have a lot to say. Get comfortable. Go get something to drink. Get a snack. I got a lot to talk about today. But I am happy to report that the other three officers, and many of you have heard, because uh, initially they weren't. Only the one officer was, was charged with, uh, with third-degree murder. Um, and he, that charge has been upgraded to second-degree murder, which is, my, from what I said last week, that's what it should have been. That's what it I'm saying. First-degree, it's not, it wasn't first-degree murder, if you guys understand the definition of first-degree murder. Uh, but I think second-degree murder was appropriate, and that's what he was charged with. Um, the other three have been charged with, um, I think, aiding and abetting or some form of um, – you know, contributing to the death of George Floyd, which is good, which is good in my opinion. Hopefully they all will be, um, you know, sentenced, convicted and sentenced to lengthy uh, terms in jail. Um, a lot of good things happen in I'm from Philly, so I don't know if you guys know, the Frank Rizzo statue is, has been removed. Um, if you guys know anything about what he stood for, racism and just, you know, discriminatory uh, behaviors and practices. That statue has long been controversial here in the city. Um, so, in the midst of this, um, you know, this this new state that we're in, the state of civil unrest, that statue statue has been removed. Now, I don't know if it was removed because of the fact that people realized it was wrong to be there to begin with, or if people were trying to just they removed it because they don't want it to be uh, destroyed or vandalized. Um, you know, I'm inclined to believe the latter, but. Uh, at any rate, the statue is going here in Philadelphia. And, and just a lot of positive things I've seen going on around the country um, as a result of everything. You know, it's, it's waking. Whether, and that's, that's where I think what we, where we can come together on is whether you agree with it, whether you disagree, some, some good things will come as a result. You know, the, we have different eyes on this situation, different eyes on our struggle than we did before. You know, um, I don't agree with how we got to that point. I don't. And I'll explain more about that, but um, there will, hopefully will be more good things to come about as a result of uh, some of these this, this protesting and um, I'll just say the protesting. Um, like I said, I'm happy to. Um, I was really happy when when I saw that. You know, um, a lot of people. I'm hearing this. I'm hearing this on on social media a lot. I'm hearing a lot of people saying, "Well, um, 
you know, everyone wants to talk about the looting. Everyone wants to talk about the rioting. You know, but where, what about the, the underlying cause of, causes of the rioting, of the looting? And I said, see, I'm, see, here's the difference. I'm not one of those people who, who likes to deflect. I'm not one of those people who likes to, and I talked about that last week, I don't, I don't like to do that. I feel like we can talk about two different things at the same time. You know what I mean? We can talk about the fact that, hey, there's a systemic problem of racism in this country. You know, we can talk about the fact that black folk are tired, okay? We are tired of seeing brothers shot down by police officers. We're tired of seeing it. We are tired of having the police called on us for no reason. We are tired of being pulled over for no reason, harassed you know, slammed to the ground. We are tired of racism in general. We are tired. We are also angry, okay? We are also angry about these things. So I don't feel like, you know, that that is a problem, you know? But I also feel like because we are tired, because we are angry, you know, that does not mean that you react in an unlawful uncivil, non-Christian, um, uncivilized way of, of being. You don't. That's not. It, there's no justification for either. There's no justification for racism, obviously, and there's, but there's also no justification for conducting yourself in a way where most of us, we weren't brought up that way. And I think what we're seeing today is, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit later, is we're seeing a severe lack of accountability. Because he, even back in the day when I, when I was growing up, when I was younger and I was that age where I was, you know, passionate about certain things, I still had accountability. You see what I'm saying? I still had a father who would put a foot in my ass if I got out of line. I still had a mother who would put a foot in my I have a mother, you know what I mean, currently, who would put a foot in my ass if I got out of line and, and acted out of, out of order. And so my question is, you know, no matter what, there, there, see, that's what people don't realize. When you have accountability, you just don't do certain things. I had a grandmother, a grandmother, I had a grandfather, aunts, uncles, different people in my life who said, you know, you're not going to do this. My mom told me back in the day growing up, if you see so-and-so jump off a bridge, are you going to jump off a bridge too? You see so-and-so breaking into a store, are you going to break into it too? No, because that's not right. No, because I know right from wrong. And the irony, here's the ultimate irony of this situation. One of the ultimate ironies of this situation is that the vast, and I'm, I'm just speaking of my people I've seen personally and people that I've seen passionate about this, like, well, no, they're mad. So, hey, go ahead, go ahead and break stuff, tear shit up. It's like, but you're not tearing shit up. Why are you encouraging these young folk to behave in a manner that you're not even behaving in? I can see if you were actually doing these things that you're saying, you're go ahead and do it. But you're sitting over there talking about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. If, you, if you're really about that life and you're encouraging them to be about that life, why are you not about that life? So I get it. We are tired. We are angry. There is no, it's not, it's, it can be both. We can be tired. We can be angry. But we can also behave in a civilized manner. You don't have to become the criminal that you want the system to do away with, because these police are criminals. Be, be clear about that. They're, they're criminals. These corrupt cops, these racist cops, that they are criminals. 
When you commit police brutality, you are a criminal. But guess what? The people out there looting and vandalizing the police brutality, guess what? They are also criminals. Right? I mean, my, let, stop me when I'm saying anything that's incorrect. So, and I believe you cannot make excuses for criminal behavior. Is it understandable? Absolutely. When you're angry, you do things you necessarily shouldn't do. So I'm not just debating, is it, is it understandable? I'm de- debating, is it right? Is it wrong? What is it? You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I feel about that. But absolutely, I get it. And anyone who doesn't get it has been living under a rock. Because everyone at this point should be should get it. They should get why we are angry. As a black man in America who's been pulled over more than anyone probably listening to this broadcast, you know, I get it, believe me. <laughs> Literally just two days ago, I had cops pull up right in front of me and just stare at me, waiting to pull me over. You know what I mean? And it was really by the grace of God that this I was actually waiting to meet with this black woman, I mean, this uh, white woman. You know what I mean? I, we were doing some business. And I was meeting with her. She had to give me a document, and I could feel it. I mean, he was—he pulled and was just staring at me. Pulled up right close to me. It was about to pull me over, but he sees her pull up, and because she was white, you know, he saw the positive discourse between the two of us. I was able to just pull off with no, with no incident. I guarantee you, I would've been pulled over. And it's like that type of stuff. It makes us angry, and we are tired of that type of stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. Um, so this is what I'll say about that, or, or moving forward on that, or from that. I would encourage, as angry as we are, we in the past have failed uh, in large part to do our due diligence uh, when it comes to researching. What am I, we, we do not do a good job of taking our anger and, um, like, for example, we were all angry about Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin, uh, Martin was killed, you know, and... People were angry that he was killed and in the manner in which he was killed. And they were we were even more angry when he when George Zimmerman got off. And so I found myself talking to different people and I would say, you know, um, you know, dad, what do you what do you think about that? Like, yeah, no, nah, he shouldn't have got off, this and that, you know. And I said, Well, did you did you watch the trial? You know what I'm saying? Like, what did you think about the evidence that was presented? Like what where do you do you feel like the prosecution of George Zimmerman dropped the ball at some point, or like, what's your thoughts? Like, oh no, I didn't watch that shit. I didn't watch that. Like, oh okay. You, oh, you didn't you didn't watch any of the trial? Like, all right, well, what did you think about what they said about the forensic evidence? Did you feel like that was right? That that should that have been admitted? What what you, what you, what you talking about? And and that's all I'm saying. I'm, I feel like we have to do a better job of uh, becoming familiar with the legal side of things to understand. Because on one hand, we can say, you know, yeah, the system is, is, is stacked against us. And it is. And the system is racist. And it is. But it's like, this is what it is at this point. So what are we, we no matter with, whether you like it or you agree with it or you don't, you still have to do your part to understand it. And if you understand what beyond a shadow of a doubt means, reasonable doubt means, um, you have to understand these things. Forensic evidence and those are a lot of times going to be the, the legal loopholes that these people use to get these officers off or to get someone like George Zimmerman off. We could say, oh, yeah, I know what it was. But I, I told y'all when the trial was on, I did a whole broadcast before and after of the verdict. I said, I mean, he's going to be found innocent. There was, there was no way they could convict him on that. 
There was no way. One, there was no video, you know, and the forensic evidence which showed, you know, uh, uh, Trayvon, uh, George Zimmerman shooting him from an upward position, meaning Trayvon Martin was on top of him when he was shot. It's like that type of stuff is going, are the legal loopholes that, peop- that, the, that the system uses to, make, to get people off. But when you understand that, when you have that knowledge, you can kind of understand, all right, I don't like it, but at least I understand it. Now, how does that relate to George Floyd? One of the ways it relates to George Floyd is this, is that, you know, now I don't know if you guys have seen, the media is gonna put, has been putting a spin on it, right? First is, now, first is, dude, they're saying, all right, well, he was, had the fake, the, fake, uh, the fake dollars, right, the fake bills. Okay, whatever. Now, obviously, that doesn't justify, you know, someone being, you know, choked out. Um, but then now they're saying that he had COVID-19, right? So now gonna, so and before that they were saying that uh, he had some type of underlying, you know, medical condition. And so what I'm saying to you is these are the types of things that, you know, are going to hopefully not, but will come up during the trial. These are things that are going to come up during the the the, the trial that the prosecution. or or I should say their defense is going to use to say, well, it may not have been what you guys are saying it was. We all know what it is. But, again, we have to know these things. If you're going to protest, protest with your intelligence. It's fine to protest with your voices, but you got to – we as a society historically have not done a good job of uh, educating ourselves on the topics in which we are passionate about. It's not enough to just turn on CNN and feel like you understand what's going on. It's not enough to turn on Fox News. It's not enough to read a Facebook post or watch a 30-second soundbite to understand what Donald Trump said. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't like that. They say, well, I say, how many Donald Trump speeches have you listened to? Well, I don't listen to that. I don't listen to that. But it's like, why, why, why uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it matters because things a lot of times are taken out of context. Some things aren't, but like I said, we have to look at the media's spinning of these things. Medical condition, COVID-19, counterfeit bills, guess what? None of those things matter. You know, none of those things matter. They're going to bring up his criminal past, whoop-de-doo. None of that matters. But that's what the media does. The media brings up things to push a narrative. Being in the media for as long as I've been in the media, I know it. I've studied it. I was educated on in college. This is what they do. This is the job that they have to spin things specifically for ad dollars, okay, marketing, sponsorships, commercial time, airtime, ratings. That's what their that's what their goal is. You know, that's the goal of the media. From a, uh, they we have been glued. To CNN, I turn on. It's amazing. I turn. I go. I have a Fire Stick. I have an Amazon Fire Stick. I turn on my TV today, and it's like Black Lives. Amazon supports Black Lives Matter. Now, <laughs> it's 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 almost funny. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like prior to this incident, did Amazon support Black Lives Matter? When Colin Kaepernick couldn't get into the league, were these big corporations saying, hey, we stand with Colin Kaepernick, we, we support Black Lives Matter? When Trayvon Martin was killed, did Amazon say, uh, we, support, you know, we support Black Lives Matter? Of course not. Why? But now when some businesses are getting destroyed, 
when it has the national media attention in a different way. Now, all of a sudden, Amazon supports Black Lives Matter. All these banks, Starbucks, and all these corporations, they support Black Lives Matter. And it's all BS. It's all, it's all for money and, and, and clout, okay? But I, I, would, I would, like I said, I have a lot to talk about today. So just, you know, be patient, man. Take a, you know, take a seat, relax. Guys are just tuning in, man. This is the uh, Daydon Tolbert Show, the original Urban Podcast. Talking today, this is part two, guys. See some people tuning in a little bit late. Um, you know, talking about the aftermath. Last week, and again, check out the original. Check out part one if you missed it. It's on my Facebook page. It's on iTunes, iHeartRadio, podcast, com. Check it out. All the shows are archived there uh, if you missed that show in particular. But today I want to continue talking about the media. Keep in and this is crazy, guys. This, this is the craziest thing of this whole situation, but it's something that no one is talking about except me right now. No one is talking about what I'm about to tell you. The media has an agenda. The media, and I say the media, but I really mean the government, the system, has an immediate agenda of keeping us oppressed, depressed, um, fearful. These are all big business. This is big business. These are things that are designed for us as a people to keep us down and out. They want you saying, oh, this is the 2020s, the worst year in the world. It's, the, it's, it's not. I mean, yeah, we've had some challenges, but it's not the worst year. The year is, guess what, the year isn't even over. They're telling you it's the worst year, and it's not even halfway done yet. So it's like, come on, don't feed into that. We're blessed. I'm still blessed. You guys are still blessed. This is not, you know, I mean, yes, COVID-19, Kobe Bryant, dad, my father died this year. But guess what? I'm still blessed. Okay? We're all blessed. Don't feed into the media's lies of, of uh, depression. Don't feed it. Honestly, don't feed into the devil's agenda of depression, which is an excellent segue into what I'm about to say. The devil's, the enemy's agenda. So watch this. So watch, this is crazy. I couldn't believe this. So I'm sitting here with my daughter. What was this? Maybe, let's say Friday. So this might have been. I want to say Sunday morning. I'm up early every day. We come down Sunday morning. And the first thing I turned on was Fox News. Or I turned on the TV and it was on Fox. And Fox News happened to be on. Um, and the, it was the Fox News. I forget Chris. What's the dude's name? I forget his name. Chris Matthews, I think his name is. Um, he's there. And literally, the first, the show is coming on. The news show is coming on. The first thing that you see in the, in the, on the screen is a crowd of people holding up the, the, the fist, the closed fist, in solidarity with the movement, right? You see a black fist. You see white fist. But the, the very first fist that you see in the center of the screen, it was a white fist with a tattoo of 666 on it. I said, yo, what the heck is that? Like, it, it wasn't, I mean, you could, I mean, someone who's a non-believer or someone who's living under a rock could make a case like, oh, no, that just happened to be a coincidence. A guy in the crowd, it was just, you know, that's just very coincidental. You can think that if you want to. But it was a, it was obvious, blatantly obvious, that that person was planted there to, to represent what we're seeing. The show was coming on. The very first thing you see is someone with the 666 tattooed on their hand. With a, with a fist up in there, like, come on. I took a scratch, so I paused it. 
my daughter's like, Daddy, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. Let me just, I'm just taking a picture. Why are you taking it? What is that? What does that mean? And I didn't really feel like getting into it at that time with her. But I took a picture of it. I posted online. And it's like, when pe- people who know what's up, people who know what that represents and what that means for this agenda, and that, you know what I mean, overall, they're like, whoa, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And on that post in the Friends of the Data on Talker Show Facebook group, add yourselves if you're not already in there, someone else posted something that they saw. And I took a picture of that, and it was something similar, same type of thing. The news was coming on. What's the first thing you see? A white woman with a tattoo on the back of her neck with the all-seeing eye of horrors, right there. Now, a lot of, like I said, this is not, again, it's not, I shouldn't even have to say that, but these are things that are not coincidental. These are things that when you see it front and center, it's like, wow. They are using this opportunity to still promote their agenda, anti-God, anti-good, evil, fear, hatred, these are all things that they are looking to put on us, you know, and that's really what it is. And we have to get out of this feeding into their agenda. We hate more than anybody, whether it's us killing each other, we're hating our brothers and sisters, killing them dead in the streets. We hate the white, you know, white supremacy. We hate Donald Trump. We hate this. We hate that. And it's like that's not what we are supposed to be about. You know, what happened to loving your neighbor? What happened to loving yourself, respecting yourself, respecting your elders? So I just wanted to throw that stuff out there first because everything else I'm going to say after that, when you you have to first understand what we're talking about to begin with. You have to understand what's even happening. What are you looking at? Why is this stuff front-page news every single day? Because it's a satanic, demonic, hatred agenda. That's it. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? None of this is of God. The, the uh, George Floyd getting stomped out is not of God. You know, but then again, our reaction to it is not of God. And anyone who says differently is not living in a way that God would be pleased with. And I'm guilty of that myself at times. So one of the things that I said back in 2016, I, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this last show or not, but I, I put a, a, a post up, and I said that, and this, again, this was in 2016, I said that what we can look forward to, what we, what we should ex- expect to see more of, and I'm not sure what happened in 16 if that was Trayvon or what, what, which one of these killings it was, these tragedies it was. I said, we're going to see more tragedy. We're going to see protests. Those protests are going to turn into riots. The riots are going to turn into looting. The looting is going to drive a race war. The race war is going to lead to gun confiscation, legislation specifically designed to disarm the citizens. Then we're going to have martial law at some point. We saw a glimpse of that, you know, this week with Donald Trump. You know, you know, we got where I live. You know, you got the National Guard marching up and down the, the sidewalks, patrolling the sidewalks. You know, Washington, D.C., they got the military out there. You know what I'm saying? Martial law will be enacted, you know, and ultimately we will go into a totalitarian government. Now, we're probably not going to see that, okay? That's probably not something that we're going to see in our lifetime, I would assume. But, again, if you, re- if you know anything about the Bible, if you know anything about the end days, you know how things are going to be, go- you know, later on down the line. Absolutely. 
everything we're seeing now is a is a precursor to that end result. Again, there's going to be more killings, more tragedies, more Trayvon Martins, more George Floyd. There's going to be more. Guess what? There's, there's going to be more protests. There's going to be more riots. There's going to be new Colin Kaepernick's. There's going to be more looting. These are unprecedented times. And it's only going to get worse. Okay? One of the things I, I respect, I saw uh, Killer Mike. You guys know about Killer Mike down there in Atlanta doing some really good things in the community. Um, he was pleading, literally pleading with the media to stop feeding into the fear and hate narrative. You know what I'm saying? And we need more celebrities and more people with influence to plead with the media mm-hmm. to stop feeding into, you know, this whole narrative of fear and hatred and violence and sex. But unfortunately, here's the thing. All that stuff sells. And one of the things we have to realize is this. We do it to ourselves. Because guess what? It's not all the media. It's us. What do you mean by that, They don't. Well, what's the most, I mean, look at our music. Look at the things that are forms of entertainment. Look at the highest rated shows. Look at the, 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 the uh, you know, the shows, the reality shows, the music. Gang culture is at its highest form of popularity. Bloods and Crips and, you know, not even, I mean, just the, the gangs themselves, but specifically artists and musicians who, who glorify this culture. Cardi B is an active blood, and I've done entire shows on gang culture and, and celebrities involved in it. But these, we, why do we support? We say we don't like violence. We say we don't like gangs. So why are the actual gang members and people glorifying gang culture the most popular artists? It doesn't make sense. How can we be mad when violence is projected onto us as a people, when we ourselves glorify, not just, you know, engage in violent behavior, but we glorify violence. We glorify violent culture. Gangster rap, you know, was one of the back. You know, it started this was instrumental in this whole hip hop ascension. You know, Dr. Dre, N.W.A., Ice Cube. You know, that was that's called uh, gangster rap. The glorification of I'll blow your head off, I'll shoot you in the face. I mean, we love Nipsey Hussle. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, he glorified gang culture. Yes, he did some things to. Um, bring about peace and, and different things, did some great things in his community. But at the end of the day, if you listen to his actual music, he glorified violence. He glorified gang culture. You know, Pop Smoke was murdered. But if you listen to Pop Smoke, every single song he's talking about blowing somebody's head off. Mm-hmm. Every single song he's talking about, I'll leave you dead in the streets, thumped over. And it's like, we love that stuff. So I really believe if we, you know, we have to, you ever heard of speaking things into existence? I feel, I mean, that's obviously real, but we have to do a better job of practicing what we preach, okay? I believe that black lives matter, okay? My life matters. Your life matters. The life of my kids matter, Um, you know, and if we're going to, you know, uh, run with that. If we're going to believe that, we also have to act like our lives matter. You can't say black lives matter, 
but then the most popular music in the black community is of violence. Like, get the heck out of here with that dumb stuff, man. I mean, seriously. You know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously. It's a joke. I mean, it does, it makes no sense whatsoever. Just hear what I'm mean, just really listen to what I'm saying to you. Black Lives Matter, but the most popular music in the black community glorifies violence, glorifies killing. And not and, and, and not just any killing, but it glorifies killing of black people. The the most popular music in the black community glorifies the killing of black people. Because we're not talking about Pop Smoke, you know, wasn't talking about going out and killing white folk. He wasn't talking about killing cops. Uh, Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and N.W.A. or Suge Knight, these people weren't talking about killing Chinese people, killing, killing racist cops. They're talking about killing other gang members. They're talking about killing innocent civilians. You know, Biggie talked about shoot your daughter in her calf muscle. You know, I mean, so it's like these are some of the most iconic and popular people in the history of our music, in the history of our culture. And they're glorifying things that we claim we don't want to be about, which is violence to our people. So how can we say black lives matter if at the end of the day they don't matter to us? I know that's unpopular. I I could care less. You know what I'm saying? But it's nothing I'm saying is is not true. And all I'm saying is, hey, do black lives matter? Absolutely. Should we be killed? Like I said, we're, we're still angry. We're still tired. Let's not forget that. But I'm also tired of everything that I see out here going on. I can't. That whole hashtag thing that I have going on, the whole stop, I want all this. I'm tired of a lot of stuff, not just one thing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we can be tired of multiple things. We can be angry at multiple things. And here's the thing. God forbid we actually be tired of things that we bring upon ourselves. God forbid we're tired and angry about something that doesn't involve a racist white cop. I mean, damn, can, 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 can we be mad at anything where we're not the victim? Can we be mad at anything that we are the actual cause of? Is that possible? It's possible, but it's not sexy. It's not cool. It's not going to get you a million likes on, on Facebook. It's not going to make you go viral. You know, you're not going to get props from your friends. Fellas, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You're not going to get any sex. From, from from posting about that, but you just might if you say F the police. Oh, he's oh he's woke. Oh, get him. let me go give him some like come on, man. It's not you're not gonna get any sex from him. But you can actually improve your community as a result of it. One of the things I want to talk about today is uh is Donald Trump. You know, a lot of times people who don't know me, people who like to feed into a particular narrative, um, you know, are unfamiliar with this. But my thoughts on Trump and, and are the same as my Trump are my thoughts on pretty much all presidents. Donald Trump is a clown. Uh, he's a he's a sideshow. He's a reality star. He's a celebrity. Uh, is he a politician? No, he's a celebrity doing the role uh, of a politician. He's like an actor. I don't know if you guys know, but Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame, okay, for his contribution to the WWE. I mean, as an actor, as a participant, as a as a sideshow, he's a minstrel. You know, so he that that's just what he is. He just happens to be the leader of the free world right now, which is a joke in and of itself. 
But the real joke is the are the people who believe, for whatever reason, that Donald Trump is actually in control of these things. You know, Donald Trump, I told y'all earlier, this is a, a part of a, a larger and much deeper and more, most sincere uh, deliberate agenda of the media, of the government. I'm talking about the deep-rooted government, not just what you see here, not this whole Democrat versus Republican. There's an agenda that goes, that's been targeting our people going back 300 years. So you say, well, Donald Trump is this. I mean, and he is. He is a lot of those things. But what the heck did you do before Donald Trump? What are you going to do after Donald Trump? You think Donald Trump is the only old uh, racist white man? Well, I can tell you straight up, he's not, because look at look at Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden, y'all want Joe Biden to be president. Y'all think, he, listen, there are people who are out there as being evil, and there are other people who are evil, but just not out there as being evil. You know, and if y'all think, if y'all think any, uh, most of these, and I said this last week, man, if you think most of these old, rich, entitled white men aren't racist, and you think any of them have your best interest at heart, I mean, there are people they're people who really have said the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. They said, I don't care what Joe Biden does. I don't care. I mean, he could do this, that, that, and a third, and I'm still going to vote for him. I said, what are you, smoking crack? You're, you're literally saying you don't care what someone does, but you're still going to personally endorse that person with your vote. How stupid is that? They said, well, it's the lesser of two evils. I mean, th- there could be a case made for that, although I don't necessarily agree with that. But my thing is, here's the thing, guys. You don't have to endorse evil. You don't. You don't have to feed into the media lies that tell you you can you, you have to vote, and you have to vote for one of these two corrupt individuals, these two racist individuals. For what? You know what I'm saying? You don't have to. You can still honor the process, honor the struggle, of your parents and your grandparents and their parents by voting. But guess what? You don't have to endorse evil. You don't have to endorse racism. Did you, I mean, I'm just saying these things. You know it's possible to vote without actually voting for someone who you can't stand and don't support. You do know that, right? Because that's what people don't they act like. Well, I have to vote for Joe Biden. I don't like Joe Biden. I mean, he basically said, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. That's just that type of entitled racist mentality that that has black people controlled. So, man, it's, it's, but yeah, like I said, Donald Trump, let me talk about Trump. Donald Trump, I did not, I, I posted something on my page. I'm going to read it to you, read to you what I said. I said, Donald Trump is a clown for this. I said that churches should not be used for photo ops. And the Bible is not a prop. I said, this is a time for actual prayer and strong leadership, not posturing for political or social gain. Okay? And I didn't like, if you guys are unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, Donald Trump um, took a break out of the White House and went over across the street to a, a very well, well-known well church and, um, I mean, pretty much did a photo shoot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He pretty much did a photo shoot. And, I mean, it was obviously for political gain to, you know, for uh, likes, for, you know, to drum up some support for his, you know, from his base, from his, you know, Christian base. But it was, it was just, it was, it was corny, man. Like, you don't, who does that? 
You know, so I didn't like I didn't like what he did there. Um, you know, my, 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 my some of my frat brothers they get on me. They said, uh, they said, so, so you, you spoke about forty five minutes about Joe Biden. You know, I want to hear you speak about forty five minutes from Donald Trump. Well, guess what? As you can see, I have a lot to talk about, and I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to waste forty five minutes. Ironically, forty five. I'm not going to waste forty five minutes talking about Donald Trump. If you guys don't know what Donald Trump represents by now, then you ain't never going to. And most people know. Let me tell you one thing about Donald Trump. I will say this about Trump. One of the the reasons people say, well, you talk about this, you talk about that. And I tell them, look, I talk about what I want to. <laughs> that, that's first and foremost. I talk about what I'm passionate about. what you're passionate about. I talk about what I'm passionate about. That's what I do. You guys want to do a podcast, heard all over the world, and for the last 15 years, you do that. But this is what I do. So I talk about Donald Trump whenever I talk about him. You know? The, 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 but the reason I don't talk about Donald Trump as much as I talk about other people is because people know what Donald Trump stands for. I'm not one of those people. I'm not. Listen, I'm a leader. Okay, I'm not a follower. I've never been a follower. If you guys haven't noticed by now, I don't jump on the bandwagon. I don't just do what everybody else does. I do what I do. Donald Trump. There's no reason to talk about him constantly. He's talked about by everybody about everything. From the moment, listen, Donald Trump has been talked about, and, and not even talked about, has been the front page news story pretty much every day for the last four years. I'm talking about going back when he even announced he was running for president. He was the front page story. Okay? And the thing about him is he literally has told you who he is, what he stands for, he said what he's going to do, and he's currently doing it whether that's building a wall, whether that's putting this travel ban in effect, whether that's um, you know, cleaning up the whole immigration system, doing whatever he's going to do, he is doing it, putting favor, you know, doing the tax cut for the rich and the wealthy and uh, you know, deal, handling uh, his uh, taking care of the favors that he's promised people for you know, going back years. These are all things that he said he was pretty much going to do, and he's doing it. I mean, you can like someone, you can hate someone, but at the end of the day, he told you, you know what he's about. So it's not, a, it's not a reason to continue talking about something that everyone already knows. You already know who this person is. Joe Biden, not so much. You know what I'm saying? Obama, not so much when he was off. Like, a lot of these people are, are puppets and they're clowns undercover. But I say all that to say, yes, Donald Trump was a clown. I did not like what he did. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about Donald Trump today. Um, I will say this about, I want to talk about Drew Brees for a little bit. And I want to talk about some other stuff with these riots. A lot of people are talking about Drew Brees and his comments. And what I'm going to say about Drew Brees, I'm sure, will not be uh, popular. Um, and I'm not, a, like I said, I'm not from New Orleans. I don't even follow the New, uh, New Orleans Saints Um However, I would like to have Drew Brees on my fantasy team. I'll be honest with you about that because he, he puts up a lot of points. But what, if you guys are unfamiliar, he said this is what he said. He said a lot of things, and he since apologized for some things. And I, I honestly wish he had not apologized. I, I, one thing I can't stand with these celebrities, and I, I, I hate this stuff with the passion. I swear I can't stand deleted tweets. I cannot stand these celebrity apologies. It, it, it they, it burns my soul. They say these things that they clearly mean, 
and then based on public backlash and outrage based on their comments, they apologized just to maintain whatever status it was they had prior to the statements. And it's like, y'all don't hear me backtracking. Y'all don't hear me apologizing. Y'all don't hear me. I pretty, But the reason for that is because I think about what I say. My mom always tell me, I can hear it as clear as day. Think about what you say before you say it. As a five-year-old, as a six-year-old, as a seven-year-old, my parents drilled that into me. Think about what you say before you say it. And you can believe, agree with me, disagree with me, love me, hate me. Anything you hear me say is because I believe it. Not you believe it. Not what's popular. Not what's going to sell books or likes. I don't, I'm not into that. But it's, these are, this is everything I've said in the, this last hour are things that I believe in. And if you're a celebrity, if you're Drew Brees, you can tell he believed what he said. This is what he said. He said, look, I don't believe. He said, how do you feel about this whole Black Lives Matter, the whole kneeling uh, during the national anthem? And he said this. Do I agree with this? No. But this is what he believed. This is what he said. He said, look. I had, I think it was my grandfather, my great-grandfather, whatever, fought in World War II, and they, they fought and they bled and they died, and, you know, um, they, so I feel like the flag should be honored. We live in America. We're American citizens, and I'm paraphrasing some things, but you guys can look up exactly what he said. He said, essentially, I feel like the, the flag should be respected. He said, do we have problems in this country? Do we have uh, 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 things that are not equal? Is there racism in this country? Should it be protested? Absolutely. You know, he said, and if you look, he said, if you look at me and the way I live my life and the, cha- the charities I've, I, I'm a part of and the way the things that I've done for my community, specifically to bring about racial change and equality and, and for all people, you know, I think you know what I stand for, you know who I am. But he's like, as far as the flag, you know, as far as the kneeling, he said, no, I'm not with that. I don't, I don't support that. And for me, he, I mean, and for first of all, he, and then from that point on, it was like, you know, World War Three up in this piece. And my, my views on her are this. That's how he feels. We have to get out of this cancel culture. You know what I mean? I'm calling it that. Just like, oh, we want to cancel that person. It's a stupid term. But that's the, that's the end term that people use. That person is canceled because they express an opinion that differs from what you saw on CNN, differs from what you see on social media. Why? Why? You can't ask a question. You can't have a different point of view. Now, here's, the, here's where I draw the line. I draw the line if you're a racist, if you say something discriminatory, if you say something uh, insulting towards an entire people, okay, that's a different thing. You're ignorant. You're a racist. So, yes, of course, let's cancel that person. But do I think Drew Brees is a racist? No, I don't. Do you think Drew Brees, did, did his comments make him a racist? No, they don't. Because he sees things a little differently than Colin Kaepernick because he chose to not protest in the same way that Colin Kaepernick chose or chooses to protest, does that make him wrong for that, for expressing his opinion on a particular topic? No, it doesn't. That's what we have to get away from, guys. Everyone is allowed to have their own opinion. That's what people don't get. Don't y'all see what's happening? The media is literally forcing it. The media and social media, it tries, they're bullies. I cannot be bullied. 
You understand that? I cannot be bullied. It's literally impossible. Okay? And I think we have to get out of this bully mentality that you have to feel like I feel or you're this or you're that or this, that. And people literally bully you. Kanye, uh, Kanye West has been bullied for expressing his opinions. You know, a lot of people have been bullied for expressing, you know, how they feel, and it because it differs from your opinion or what's popular, then that person should be canceled. Do I agree with Drew Brees' comments? It's not for me to agree with. He's a grown man. If he doesn't feel like kneeling is a good thing, if he wants to, if they say, hey, are you going to kneel? No, I'm not going to kneel. Do you think that racism is wrong? Absolutely. I'm using this as an example. Yes, racism is wrong. Police brutality is wrong. Well, you do realize that the kneeling is to show protest for the uh, police brutality, right? And if he says, yes, I realize that, but me personally, I choose not to, to, to protest in that manner. Will I protest in a different manner? He did say this. Yes, I will. But I just choose not to protest in that manner. Guess what? There are black people. There are athletes. All athletes didn't kneel. Y'all do realize that, right? There are plenty of black athletes. There are plenty of white athletes. Some white athletes kneeled, you know. Some didn't, and and vice versa. You can share the same goal. You can have the same agenda. You can be passionate about the same thing, but choose to show that passion in a different way. That's possible. People are trying. It's not right to paint someone as a racist because that's what I'm hearing. People say, oh, F Drew Brees, F this, F, F him why? Because he has an opinion different than yours? Now, again, hear me out. If Drew Brees said something that was actually racist, and if he did, let me know what it was. Let me know what it was if he said something racist because maybe I missed that part. But if he said something racist or insensitive, let me know. Because what I heard was him saying he absolutely recognizes the injustices specifically targeting the black community. I heard him say that. So if he's saying, hey, I support this cause, I personally just choose not to do it in the way that you guys are doing it because the flag is something that my ancestors, not yours, but my ancestors fought and died for in World War II. That's why I choose to not, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's okay to me. It's okay to have a different view. That's why I go back to what I said in the beginning which was, hey, if you have quote-unquote friends or supporters that insult you just because you have a difference of opinion, then guess what? That's not your friend. You know, you should be able to disagree politically, socially, spiritually. There's nothing wrong with that. So, like I said, I don't want to, you know, go on a whole tangent about that, but I did want to, somebody specifically asked me to talk about the, the Drew Brees, which I wasn't even going to discuss that today. But it happened. So, you know, me, I, I love to talk about controversial things. But like I said, people feel how you feel. It's okay to feel how you feel. The only way we're ever going to be able to come together, that's what I said earlier. I like the fact that the, the Breakfast Club had uh, Rush Limbaugh on. They clearly disagreed on some fundamental issues, but they still had the conversation. And, it, and they ended it saying, hey, look, we may be able to come together in the future and, and have an, an, an additional conversation. And that's all you can ask for in those situations. In fact, LL Cool J just recently spoke about that. He got into it with someone on social media. I think he was he did his uh, his poem. He did like a spoken word piece uh, in regards to George Floyd. And then after that, he was talking about some things, answering some questions on uh, I think it was an Instagram Live. 
and somebody, and he, I forget what he said specifically, but someone disagreed with him. You know, someone disagreed with him, and they were insulting him. And they're like, hold on. He's they're like, hold on, first of all. He, was, he went off on him. He's like, look, I, I've been doing this, fighting this fight for, for a couple decades, you know, giving back to the community, you know, being conscious and supporting our people. And it's not, it doesn't, asking one question or offering a, a, a you know, a counterpoint of view, you know, on a, on a controversial topic does not make him, does not discount everything that he's done, you know, and it doesn't. It, it, it absolutely does not. One thing that I had an issue, and I did a whole show on this, I think, last year, um, about the whole Jay-Z thing. Y'all know how I feel about Jay-Z. Jay-Z's a clown. This dude calls himself Jehovah. Most of his music, I mean, all just about any, I mean, all most of his music has some type of uh, demonic theme to it, um, and especially the imagery. I mean, y'all, we don't need to, you know I mean? Y'all know what Jay-Z and Beyonce stand for by now. If you don't, you're not, you don't want to. But... That's, and that's how he, he's been historically, um, you know, and, and all types of stuff. I mean, literally, just all types of just the most evil things you could ever see see or hear in music. Um, but then, and people love it, right? People love it. But then the moment you he says something about the NFL, the moment he decides to say, you know what, our people are being uh, targeted, you know, we, we, we have this issue with the NFL, but I want to not just talk about it. I don't want to just kneel about it. Let's go to the table. Let's sit down at the table and see, hey, how can we, you know, you're saying you, you NFL, you support us. You're saying you, you have an agenda of helping our people. All right, let's put your money where your mouth is. Let's do some deals, some deals that specifically put some money back into the black community. Let's do some deals that specifically uh, spread our, our culture to the masses. You know, let's do some things like that. And I like what Jay-Z did with the NFL. A lot of people say, oh, he's a coon. He's a sellout. You want to criticize Jay-Z for blatantly worshiping Satan through his music. You know what I mean? Seriously. But then the moment that he actually does something outside of just talking about these issues, that's when you want to criticize him? Come on. It It makes no sense. You know, is Jay-Z a clown? Absolutely. You know what I mean? But not for that. Not at all for that. But I guess people just want to talk. It's better to just talk and, and, and be popular while just talking. But the moment you want to actually sit down with Donald Trump and do some deals, you don't have to like someone to do a deal with them that benefits you and your people. You do realize that, right? You don't have to. You don't have to agree. You don't even have to agree. You think Malcolm X agreed with everyone he worked with? Martin Luther King agreed with everyone he worked with? No, not at all. Some of the greatest leaders sat down with their enemies to create a peace treaty, to create a situation that was better for their people. And that's all we have to understand that. Everything isn't about popularity. Everything isn't about, uh, you know, fame and power and likes and going viral. Let's talk about today's Friday. But we had something on and this is uh, be clear. You guys are old school listeners of the Data October show. This is what I call keeping it real Fridays. Keeping it real Fridays goes back 15 years. I was uh, you know, doing this a while ago. There's some of the realest shows you ever hear. Check them out 
archive shows are available at daydontobershow.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Check me out. Um, and I, just just a quick heads up. I'm talking to some people um, in my inner circle. Just you know, just putting it out there to bring back barbershop talk. Just be clear. You know, you know who started barbershop talk. We don't even have to get into that. You know, we're gonna bring that back though with some of the realest brothers you, you've heard. Look out for that in uh, later on this year. But I want to talk about um, blackout, blackout Tuesday. What the heck was blackout Tuesday? Can somebody explain to me? You know, I didn't like that. Okay, I did not like blackout Tuesday. From what I understand, blackout Tuesday was on election day, where you were supposed to do no posting. No commenting, um, no social interactions, okay? That made no sense to me whatsoever. First of all, I didn't hear anything about Blackout Tuesday before Blackout Tuesday. When I saw the post on social media about Blackout Tuesday on Tuesday morning. That's when I, I'm just saying, maybe I missed it on Monday or last Friday before. I don't know. But that's what I heard about Blackout Tuesday was on Blackout Tuesday on social media, ironically. It just, for me, guys, it makes no sense because the most powerful tool that you have in this fight is your voice. You know what I mean? Is your voice. It is. You know, I was looking at some statistics, and you guys can go on my page. Over a million people have downloaded the Data on Tolbert show. Okay? I feel like that's, that's powerful right there. You don't have to share it on social media. You don't have to do whatever you want to do, but people are going to listen. One way or the other, they have been listening, and they will continue to listen. And that's just me. You know what I'm saying? But what about you? Maybe you have 500 people in your network. Maybe you have 1,000 people. Maybe you have 5,000 people in your network. However many people you can reach, reach those people. Why would you silence yourself at such a crucial time in history where we need to be heard? And, again, I haven't looked at any, you know, uh, statistics or – um, anything that would suggest that that was positive, and what did that do? Did we do? Did we accomplish something by being silent? Although I don't know too many people that were silent. I mean, it just it, come on, it just we don't need to talk about it too much. It just, it just was stupid. What I will say though is, I personally have been put in Facebook jail, and I don't know anyone that this has ever happened to. Maybe you guys, I've never heard of this happening before. But I remember when I was doing the show. And it was, I was really talking a lot about the demonic and satanic uh, symbolism, you know, seen in the entertainment industry. That's when I was talking a lot about, you know, different hand gestures and color schemes and all that other stuff that, you know, people don't want, you, they don't want to talk about. I get a notification on my Facebook. And you all see my page? They say your page has been, uh, you have violated certain, you know, uh, terms and conditions of our user, user uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, we're going to shut you down for, for 10 days. You're going to shut me down for 10 days. And I said, okay, what if I buy and there's no And at that point, there was nowhere to protest or nowhere to ask a question like, okay, what did I do? They just said, you have violated these terms, so you're going to be silenced for, for 10 days. I said, okay, that's kind of weird. When I, at the end of that 10 days or somewhere throughout, they said, you know what, um, in, in investigating your account, we, we have to uh, – we need to verify your identity. Verify. So, and I, you you see what Facebook looks like when you log on to it. 
a, a whole separate screen that I've never seen on Facebook. I showed my wife this. A whole separate screen came up and was like, up, take a picture of your driver's license. We need to verify your identity and upload it into this little portal here on Facebook. I took a picture. I still have it. I'll post it if y'all don't believe me. It's like I had to literally upload a picture of my driver's license to Facebook to confirm my identity. And then after like another two days, they, they reinstated my account. And they even apologized. They said, oh, we're sorry that, you know, we, uh, you know, there was an error made. So your Facebook is, your Facebook page has been, you know, granted back to its original state. I was just like, come on, man. But that's what they do. They silence you when they don't want you to be heard. So don't, don't silence yourself. You know, next year or whenever, don't, don't, don't just silence yourself. They, trust me, they, they're doing a pretty good job of silencing us already and letting their voice be heard without us doing it for ourselves. But let's talk about the riots. Can we talk about the riots for a little bit? Because if you notice, there's been so much. I haven't even gotten to the riots. And shout out to everybody listening on, uh, on, on Facebook Live. I see you guys. Shout out. I don't call people. I don't do that, man. Everybody doesn't like to be shouted out. You know what I'm saying? They don't talk, but he's not cool. He's that guy. You know what I mean? So don't worry. You can listen. It's cool. I'm not going to shout you out. I see y'all. I see people that I'm not going to shout you out. <laughs> Yo, people get mad. They log off. As soon as they think you're about to do some shout, they log right. People, like, people just log off right now. They say, oh, no, I don't want to shout me. I don't want my friends to know when I listen to this. You know? It's cool. Listen. This is what I said. Uh, one of the first things I said about the riots is I said, and I'll read exactly what I said, and I meant what I said. I said, these idiots must not have gotten the memo that the cop was arrested and will be prosecuted. I said, to take your asses home. I said that, and I meant that. Now, let me explain what I meant by that. Not that it needs an explanation. But the day that the officers were arrested, first, first of all, the looting and rioting was going on prior to that. I'm talking about poli- police were attacked, police stations were burned down, stores were looted, riots, you know, rocks thrown. I'm watching on CNN, um, like, actual bombs, you know, and other explosive devices thrown at police officers. And just, you know, it's just they're, they're attacking it, uh, you know, going into the CNN headquarters, I think, down in Atlanta. Just crazy stuff, man. Just crazy stuff. I mean, just acting like... Apes and baboons running wild in, in the jungle, <clears throat> and I said that's not that's not like I said I couldn't do that because I have people that I'm accountable to. If my mom turned on the TV and sees me acting acting out that way, if my grandfather was alive, you know he'd take that little the, the, the shaving he called the leather strap that you that he shaved with the old school straight razor that you sharpen it. He would take that and beat my ass with it. That's because but I had accountability. You know what I mean? If my face was caught on that camera, breaking in to steal some toilet paper and going in the Target, coming out with a TV in my hand, you guys would look at me like I'm crazy. Like, yo, yo, snap, that stay down. Yo, look, he, he's out there right. He's act, out there acting a fool. So if you guys, think, just think about it. Just hear me out for a second. If you, if you would look at me, you know how you would look at me for, you know, rioting and looting and acting a fool. How would you, like, why don't you look at those same people in that way? Well, I don't understand. It makes no sense. Take your asses home. Was I talking to the people who were engaging in peaceful protests? Absolutely not. 
You Listen, to be clear. Like I said earlier in the show, we as a people collectively are angry, we are tired, we are fed up of being killed and beaten and slammed to the ground and harassed, and rightfully so. Do we have a right to protest, whether that's taking a knee, whether that's having a fist in the air, whether that's boycotting, whether that's, you know, marching? All of that is what we should be doing. Whether that's doing community service in your own neighborhood, whatever you want to do to make your area a better place, your community a better place, you should be doing it. Okay? You know, am I out there protesting and rioting and looting it? No, I'm not doing all that. But you, I will tell you this, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who's done more community service throughout college and throughout the last 10 years, you know, really my whole life, but specifically, you know what I'm saying, on a constant basis for their community. You'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that's done more and given through time and different things. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to toot my own. I'm just saying whatever you do is how you do it. But it has to be strategic. You know what I'm saying? So when I say those idiots, because some people texted me. I had some friends texting me, some family texting me. They were, You're calling the protesters idiots. You know, it's not, listen, the people protesting are not the problem. The people protesting generally are not the same people looting. You do realize that, right? It's two totally different people. You know what I'm saying? It's totally, two totally different people, two totally different groups of people. Take your asses home. Got kids out there fighting and, you know, burning stuff down. They're the opportunists. There is a difference, okay, between seeking justice and seeking a come up. And we all know what that difference is. Now let's, where I'm speaking, I feel like I'm speaking to the choir because you guys know what I'm talking about. Like everyone knows, we're like living in this twilight zone. It's like at the end of the day, everyone really knows what we all know right from wrong. We're all educated. Most of us have been to college and, you know what I mean, degrees and are well-spoken, you know, know how to conduct themselves in public. So I feel like I'm speaking to the choir. You guys, I don't think there's anyone listening to this show that was out there looting. This show, my show, me in general, I'm not for the people who are out there breaking stuff. And that's not, you guys are doing the right thing. You guys are the people who stand with the protesters. You guys are the one that take your asses home once the looting and rioting starts. Once the, everything breaks down, if you want to do a, a peaceful march, that's you. That's cool. That's great. Continue to do that. But once the, the you know, the rioting and the, the, let's just, you know, steal stuff. I don't think there's too many people listening to me right now that, that think that that was okay, that think that that's what they would, they themselves would do. And if you are one of those people, just log off now because it's like, you know what I mean? That's not right. But I think what we have to do is ask, we have to ask ourselves, hey, you know, what's the goal here? Because initially it was, a, hey, we did not like, we don't like the system. So I don't like the system that, um, we live in that allows for police officers to kill black people and get off. Well, okay, and that's fine. But you, you kind of, at some point, you have to make a decision, like, all right, well, I'm going to give it a shot, or I'm going to see if it happens. Like, if these guys get off, then we're going to riot, we're going to loot, all right, whatever. Still, the looting isn't okay, but you see what I'm saying? Okay, but it's like you arrested the cop, 
You know what I'm saying? It took a couple of days. You arrested the other three cops. So everyone's arrested. Now they're, they're, they're going to face trial. Let's see what happens. I believe they will be convicted. I don't think we're going to have a Trayvon Martin situation. I think, you know, I just believe they're all going to go to jail. So it's like, okay, we can still continue to, pro, you know, uh, to protest injustice as a whole, but as far as the rioting and the looting, and, and specifically in regards to George Floyd, it's like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, they were arrested. So it's like, what needs to, like, if someone, kill, if someone commits a crime and that person isn't punished, then, yeah, you're going to be pissed off. And you're going to be pissed off no matter what. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it's a different level of being pissed off. We have, at this point, we've gotten what should have, what should have happened has happened at this point. There's not much more we can ask for in regards to George Floyd, except for the fact that it you know, wish it never happened, but it did happen. So at this point, all that can happen now is they can go to trial, and we'll see what happens. And like I said, I believe they will be sentenced to, to prison. Hopefully, you know, keep our, uh, you know, we'll keep them in prayer. The jurors, you know, and that's another thing. People need to understand it. You know, I mean, not to keep bringing up other situations, but the jurors, the jury pool in the Trayvon Martin case, there were quite a few, I don't remember the exact number, but there were quite a few African Americans on that jury. It only takes one, okay? It only takes one person for someone to to, to come back with a not guilty verdict. Uh, uh, to find someone guilty, there has to be beyond a shadow of a doubt, and it has to be unanimous, Right? So, you know, let's take a look. Let's, you know what I'm saying? We can blame the system, but at the end of the day, there were black people on that jury that found him not guilty. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people don't really, it's like our mind doesn't work that way a lot of times. It's, oh, the system let him off. He got off. But these people got off. But a lot of times the people actually getting them off, a lot of times are people that look like us because they're black or Hispanic or whatever. But, again, I'm sure that's not a – you know, a popular, you know, point of view to have, but it, but it's real. What I used to say all the time back in the day, it ain't right, but it's real. Let me say this, uh, say this uh, also about that situation. Um, I said this on Facebook. I said, destroying black businesses is not the best way to protest racial injustice. Okay, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not the best way. They say, well, and this is what this is the debate I've been having with a lot of people. They say, well, a lot of these businesses are not. First of all, a lot of these businesses are not owned by us. They're saying white folk own the buildings. What you guys got to realize is, you can own a business, but rent the building in which the business operates out of. Guess what? You still own that business. You're still a black business owner. It's like, oh, no, the white, that's still the white man. It's still the white man. This is still the white man. They don't own nothing. They don't, ain't not no business owner. No, you actually are a business owner. You know what I mean? When I had my black-owned business in the hood, TRC Hair Studio, I rented that building. I rented that space. I rented the building, but I was the owner of TRC Hair Studio. You, you see how it works? I'm still a business owner. And if somebody destroyed that business or vandalized that building, it's still messing up my business. It's still my money that's invested in the business, 
Yes, I don't own the building, but guess what? My business was still affected. We are affecting and damaging black businesses. And the reality is we can sit back and act like, oh, you know, black businesses are exempt or, you know, people, they're not targeting the black business, but that's BS. These people are vultures. The people do it. Again, I'm not talking about the protesters. My mother protested. My father protested. My grandfather, my grandparents. A lot of people in my family protested. There's nothing wrong with protesting. I protested. But the vandalizing, that's not protest. That's criminal activity. Okay, that's an opportunistic activity. You're seeking a come up. Oh, they, they get some free stuff. Oh, let me let me see what I can go go in here and get. That don't that, don't, that doesn't have anything to do with George Floyd. Not a damn thing. You know, that's not the way. I mean, how many businesses have you guys seen? How many these? They're not showing it on CNN. They're not showing it anywhere else. But you know, you might have to search for it. You may see, see somebody that posted. I posted a lot of this stuff. But interviews with actual business owners, you know, who who have had their businesses destroyed. And people, and people, these these narratives are crazy. People say, "Well, they have insurances; it'll be okay." Well, y'all must not be business owners. If that's how you think, you must never have invested five thousand dollars into a business, ten thousand dollars into a business, twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars into a business. Depending on the type of business you, because I've done these things, depending on the type of business you have, you might have a, a you know renter's insurance or a particular type of insurance, but because, and let's just keep it real, you don't, you, you may not have a lot of money, so you might just get the minimum. Your policy might only cover $5,000 worth of damage, $10,000 worth of damage. So you're thinking, wow, I'm in a good neighborhood. I'm respected. This is a positive business. No one's going to vandalize my business. No one, no, I'm not going to have a fire. So your policy might only cover you $10,000. I know that's how mine was. I'm just being honest. That's my, what my policy was. I might have paid you know, maybe a couple hundred a month. I forget what it was, but it wasn't a lot. I had more than $20,000 invested into that business. You know what I'm saying? So what happens if the business is a total loss? Or, or God forbid, what if somebody just said, you know what, I just don't, I can't afford insurance. I just don't have insurance. People say, well, you should have insurance. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they, you know what I'm saying? But everyone didn't have, doesn't have insurance. You don't know their situation. And it's not for you too, no. That's their business. That's their decision. If they choose to feel like, hey, my my own people will not destroy my business, so I don't need insurance, that's their decision. Why prove them wrong? Why make them regret that decision? Because you want to be opportunistic. And I'm not again, I'm not talking to you guys. I'm just saying because I know you guys aren't the looters. You guys, there's no one listening to the show that's a looter going out there stealing stuff, getting free stuff. You know, you guys aren't doing that. But there are people out there that are doing this stuff. Here's something else I want to talk about. So they're saying that, because this is another common uh, argument. They say, you know, well, it's not all blacks. Why, you know, I've seen, and it's like this, people want to, we have such a problem Accepting responsibility for our own action. I mean, it's it's really amazing. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's like we really can do no wrong. You know, I mean, people hated Bill Cosby when he would shine a light onto the black community and how we need to, um, you know, he was telling black women, stop having these babies out of wedlock. Niggas, stop getting off, you know, get off the corner, stop selling drugs. People hated Bill Cosby for that. 
But he didn't say anything wrong. You know, he didn't say anything wrong. You know what I mean? Because a lot of stuff I say, I've been saying that stuff. So it's like, you know, a lot of times we have a problem looking in the mirror. And so, well, no, it's not all blacks. I'm not talking, listen, my, I don't care. If, like I said this online. I said I don't care if it's white people rioting and looting, black, Asian. I don't care if it's E.T., aliens, green people. No, it's all, I said, it's dumb. Stop rioting. Stop looting. Stop stealing. You're, you're, at the end of the day, you're stealing. There's no justification for stealing. You know what I mean? And so it's not all, I don't, I say, I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. I, I, and I'm not going to say that. I've seen it. I've seen the, the white people. You know, I know all about Antifa and, you know, different people, police. I've seen police officers smashing out windows. I, there's a whole agenda at work here. Y'all. I, see, I would see it more than anybody. I told y'all earlier in the show about the agenda. I get the agenda. That's why they got the 666 right there at front and center for you to see, let you know what the agenda is. They're putting it right there. But most of y'all missed it. Watch it. Turn on your news. Turn on the national news. And as soon as it comes on, and, and let me know what you see. Just whatever. And whenever they're showing this stuff, as soon as it comes on, whether it's 6 o'clock, whatever time, 11 o'clock news, whatever, just watch, man. Pause it. Get that remote ready to pause. You'll see some crazy stuff. <laughs> crazy stuff out there. But we're talking about supermarkets, okay? Destroy. I mean, entire supermarkets destroyed. And in the hood, you're destroying. I mean, see, what you got to realize is this. A lot of these areas have young children. A lot of these areas have old people. They walk. They don't drive anymore. They walk to the store. They catch an Uber to the store. They have their, you know what I mean? It's a routine that they have every Tuesday. They go to the drugstore to pick up their prescription. But so let's say the riot happened on a Tuesday. They were supposed to pick up their prescription on Wednesday. The prescription was already sent to the store. So what do they do? They were going to pick it up that afternoon, but y'all done burnt down the CVS. So I'm just, it's just a question. The old woman who was gonna have, who needs her medication, the grandma, she needs her medication to pick up on Tuesday. It was already sent to the store. She just goes on Tuesday on Wednesday to pick it up. What does she do now? Now she got to call the doctor and have it sent. Where's the, where the closest CVS? Where the closest? The next closest CVS is four blocks away. Well, how can I get it? I don't drive. I don't have any money, but I need my medicine. What does she do? I guess she just asked out, huh? You know? See, these are the things that people don't think about. People say, oh, let's burn it down. Who cares? But, it, but, but oh, I'm sure the grandmom cares. Now somebody else, she's got to try to find someone to, to go get her prescription from a store she's not familiar with. It's just, it messes up the routine. Supermarkets, drugstores. I saw a post online. Someone destroyed a, a black-owned funeral home. What the hell? What are you stealing coffins? What the hell are you doing? What do you need to vandalize a black-owned funeral parlor for? Funeral home. For what? What did you accomplish? That's what I'm saying. Like, these people are vultures, just looking for stuff. What are you looking for? What does that have to do with George Floyd? Nothing. The poppy stores, bodegas. You know what I'm saying? You're just stealing prepaid cell phones, stealing some, some, some chewing gum. What are you stealing? 
For what? Like, what is that? What does that do? Now people say, well, I got their attention. Now it got their attention, but at what cost? A lot of times people need to understand that when these businesses go out of business, when they close, when they're vandalized, when they get burned down, people, for whatever reason, automatically assume that those businesses are going to come back. A lot of these businesses don't come back. They're going, once they're going, they're going for good. You see, it doesn't matter. They're not coming back. They may get a check, but at the end of the day, we are the main ones preaching, hey, let's let's build up our communities. Let's build businesses in our community. That's one of the reasons why I respected what Nip- Nipsey Hussle was doing. Over there in California, he was he built, he bought that whole section, and he built it up into a successful area where people were able to come and spend money, and that was ultimately good for his community. And that's really, that's what I try to do. You know what I'm saying? That's why I build a business in your hood, where you close to where you live, where you grew up. But what people don't realize, what people don't tell you is, when you do that stuff, people hate on you. People go and want to kill you in your own hood. He was killed in front of his store, you know? People in my area, they were robbing barbershops in the area. They were going around, sticking people up in the hood. It's like, yo. But the irony is if you go out and build, people say, well, do it in your own in your own hood. But when you do it in your own hood, you got to get killed in your own hood. you got to get stuck up in your own hood. But when you take your business to the white man, you, you flourish. You know what I'm saying? How, how crazy is that? When you go to the white man, you don't have to worry about you know, getting stuck up. You don't have to worry about bullets flying. You might have other issues, yeah, but certain things that, that take your life, you know what I'm saying? You don't really necessarily have to worry, but you don't have to spend thousands of extra dollars for protective barriers so that your your air, your, your windows won't get broken into or spray-painted on. But if you go to the white man, let's be honest, do you have to worry about that stuff? Go to the white neighborhoods and see how many bars you see on the windows. How come the white folk don't have to have bars on their windows? Guess what? When you go to the hood, the bars on the windows aren't from racist cops. When you go to the hood, the bars on the windows aren't from the KKK. Yeah, you're going to have your share, fair share of problems with cops. You're going to have your fair share of problems with the KKK. But then let's be clear. The bars on the windows aren't for the racist politicians putting these policies in place. They're for niggas destroying your own stuff. That's what, that's what those bars are for. Be clear about it. Let's not live in a fantasy world like we don't know the type of crime that exists in the hood that doesn't exist in these other neighborhoods, because that's what nobody wants to talk about. We want to talk about everything but us. Nobody wants to talk about the actual crime that goes on in our own hoods. There are white cops killing us out here far too often. However, and this is what people don't like, man. It's amazing. There's a black man shot and killed every single day, regardless what city you live in. Okay? Listen to what I'm just saying to you. Every single day, a black man is shot and killed by another black man. 
I don't care how you want to spin it. I don't care how you want to manipulate it. I don't care how, what numbers you want to throw out there. Every single day, a black man is killed by another black man in every major city in this country. That's, that's just what it is. And again, does that mean, does that in any way take away from the fact that police brutality is a major issue? Does it take away from the fact that there's systemic racism in this country? No, it's not. It doesn't take away anything. Those are all problems. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can be outraged about two different topics. But here's the problem. We are not outraged about anything that doesn't involve a racist cop or a corrupt politician. Let's just be, I mean, let's just be honest. When I watched that video of George Floyd getting choked out, I wanted to jump through my, I watched it on my phone, I wanted to jump through the phone. If I was there, I promise you, I would have threw a brick at the cop. I would have threw a brick. And he's going to shoot me, whatever. He's going to do what he's going to do. I would have threw a brick at him just, just to get him off his neck. I'm pretty sure everybody was enraged by that. I know I was. You know, but at the same time, I'm also enraged every time I see a black man killed by another black man. And I guess that's where I'm different. Let's be honest. Some people are only mad when it's a white cop. Let's just be clear. I don't want to mince words. I want to be very clear and concise. There are people out here who don't give a damn when black people are killed by other black people. Be clear about that. Not saying that's you. Not saying that's everybody. But there are those people. There are people listening right now pissed off about George Floyd who literally heard on the news or walked by a street taped off and you know somebody got killed and it was by another black person. You know darn well you don't care about that. You know that level of anger that you felt for George Floyd, you don't feel that same level of anger towards that person in your own neighborhood that got killed by another black person. You know damn well you don't care. And, and that's a problem. It's a problem. We have selective outrage. If you are not as pissed off about someone of your own race killing someone else about your, of your own race, and you're more pissed off when it has to be a white cop, there's a problem with this. Let me be, I have a lot to talk about. So car dealers, y'all know me, I sell cars. Okay? I do a lot of things, but one of the things I do is I sell cars. <clears throat> I was talking to some of my, my other dealer friends, and here in Philly, they are literally, and there's video of this, and I posted it on my page. There's video of these looters. Literally, I, I have I have people who have lots, actual car lots, associates of mine, friends of mine who have actual lots, lots that I do business with. Leave my own cars. If I pay two thousand dollars for a car and I want to sell that car for four thousand dollars, I may take this this car to a particular car lot so that someone can sell this car for me. Now, some and if this is somewhere out wherever where they're rioting and looting, there are people going around. Watch this. They are they were breaking in, cutting the chains, bashing gates down, smashing out windows, going into the the, uh, the trailers, the offices, and 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 stealing the keys, and and stealing these cars. You see them driving car after car out of the lot. They're stealing these cars. Now, let me just ask you a quick question. And this is real. This is actually real. I do this. This is what I actually, this is my business. I have relationships with these people. Because all the people, oh, what about insurance? What about this and that? 
I bought a car, right? Okay. I buy the I buy the car. I spent I spend two thousand dollars for this car. I drop it off at the lot, which I always do. And then that night, these these kids they break in, and they steal that car. You tell me what I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to do? Just for all the people who are saying, oh, don't worry about it. It's not black-owned businesses. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's just they got insurance. They'll be okay. What, so what? Am I just out $2,000? I just bought that car for $2,000. What am I supposed to do? Somebody tell me. Or am I just asked out? I'm, I'm, I just lost $2,000 because somebody wants to steal that car. How about this? How about these people are, are stealing the cars? And then they're selling them back to other dealers. They say, well, all right, well, yeah, I'll, I'll buy cars. Okay, well, where's the title? You got the title? No, I don't have the title. I'm just selling the car. And so at that point, you already know. You, you know you know where they got the car from. They stole it. If you go online, on a, and that's locally. That's happening in Philly. So where's the justification for that? Just out of curiosity, where's the... Where's the end result of it? How does that benefit George Floyd or, or push our cause forward, stealing a car from someone like myself, a small business owner who worked hard for that $2,000? How does that work? How does that help us get justice for George? It doesn't. The Mercedes dealership, I couldn't believe Did y'all see that? Did y'all see the Mercedes dealer vandalized? That's a, that's, oh man, I'm talking about million-dollar cars, $500,000 cars. $200,000 cars destroyed. I've never seen anything like that. They literally broke into the dealer, Mercedes dealership and destroyed every single car in the showroom. It's crazy. Foot lockers. Here, not too far from where I live, the Sneaker Villa. I don't know if y'all know about Sneaker Villa, wherever you guys live. But the foot lockers, like they're, just, they broke, they're breaking and stealing shoes, and they're going to be selling these shoes on the street. Now let me respond to some of the arguments. Well, here's the thing. We'll say, we'll say well, well, Dadon, you got you got to realize, man. You know these people can't work. We got the corona, COVID nineteen is still a thing. So a lot of these businesses are not back open. You cannot go into these. You can't work. You can't support yourself. So these kids have to. What are they going to do? I mean, I'll tell you what. What I'm not going to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll tell you what. I'm, what my kids aren't going to do. I can I can tell you what my family's not going to do. I don't know about your people. That we see what they're doing. You know what I mean? There's never you don't. That's not an excuse. Yes, I get it. Forty million people are laid off or, or are not working or unemployed. Does that mean you go st- break into Sneaker Villa? Does that mean you go rob a bank? I'm pretty sure no one listening would do those things. You know, and so it's just like, yes, I get it, but wh- at what point does your spirituality kick in and say, "Wow, I'm a Christian. This is not Christian behavior. I can't, I can't support this." I can't justify this. At what point do you say, this is not how I was raised? This is wrong. Was killing George Floyd wrong? Absolutely. You know, but does, do two wrongs make a right? Is there, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do? See, here's the thing. So, so the police, the anger towards the police, okay, I get it. Police stations are set on fire. Police cars are, are destroyed. But here's the problem with it. I get it. You're mad at the cops. But here's the problem. I have actual friends that are cops. So how do I justify and rationalize violence towards actual good cops? 
It cannot, it, you know what I mean? What do I do in that instance? You can't. You know what I'm saying? Because if, that, if you're saying F the police and, you know, bomb the police and destroy the cars and let's pull the cops out of cars, let's go punch cops in the face, but do we do, where do we draw the line? Do we say only do that to white cops? Only destroy white police or vehicles that white police officers ride in? Or how do we know? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we, how, where do you draw the line? Is it F all cops or just racist cops? Because if it's all racist cops, how do you know if someone's racist or not? Or is it just F the police? But like I said, I have actual friends who are the police. So how does that work? See, these are the things that people aren't thinking about. You know what I mean? And I feel like these, these large, broad, general statements are problematic and they're toxic because they, they're done without thought. They're done out of emotion. You know, and that's why I said we had on the last show, but you guys can check out. Again, if you guys are just tuning in or you tuned in late, understand this is part two. This is part two of my two-part special on the death of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd. Last, the first one was last Friday. So check it out, datontolbertshow.com. It's on my Facebook page. You'll see it um, if you missed it. But this is what's happening. We're doing too many things out of emotion and not out of, actual strategy you know sometimes you have to get your hands dirty and do things but be strategic about it that's all I'm saying to you you know I saw an article where there was a business owner a gun owner who killed I don't know if you guys heard about this he killed the looter he saw the looter breaking into the gun store he was trying to steal some guns and, and the guy shot him now here's the thing he said that he said oh no the guy pointed a gun at him so he shot him did he have a gun? Who knows? But I will tell you this, and I'll be honest with you, is this right? Is this wrong? You can feel how you feel. I hope that gun gets that gun store owner gets off, or is it even prosecuted? You know, I mean, that's just what it is. You know, that's the price you pay. If you're if you're saying, hey, I'm going to break into your store, I'm going to steal your property, I'm going to steal things that you uh, worked hard for. All right. If you're about that life, you got to be about that life. You know, he paid with his life. There are people out here stealing. That's the, I don't know if y'all where y'all live, but here in Philly, they're blowing up ATMs. You literally hear bombs going off in in the city. Like if you're driving through the city at nighttime, or depending on where you live, you'll literally hear like these big explosions. Those are a lot of those are ATMs being detonated. And these dudes are stealing the money. <laughs> like, what does that have to do with George Floyd? You know, one idiot died trying to do that. He blew himself up. He said, I'm going to blow up this ATM. I'm going to get this money. He said he blew his head off. Now he's dead. Idiot. But the most idiotic thing I saw was someone who stole an ATM. He, just, he got it disconnected. He dismounted it. And this dude, he tried to get on the bus with the ATM. Did y'all, I posted the video. Did you guys? He tried to get onto a bus with a stolen ATM. And unfortunately, guys, you're not going to be able to say why. Was he, he, well, there are white people doing that, too. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> that was a straight nigga. That's something only a nigga would do, and you know it. You can be mad if you want to, but you know it and I know. Straight nigga. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. 
we got to take responsibility. I mean, the excuses have to stop. Yes, let's be angry. We are justified in our anger and our our, our um, being enraged towards the police officers, racist police officers. But that does not in any way justify, you know, the, the ridiculous behavior that we ha- we're carrying on out here. Let's talk about I'm going to get ready to wrap this up, man. You know, what, what's the – because I don't – like I told you in the beginning, I don't – I don't like to just talk, okay? I, I really don't like to just talk about them. I like to come up with solutions. What can we do? What can we do as a people? Because at the end of the day, they're going to do what they're going to do. They have their agenda. Their agenda is to keep us, as I said earlier, oppressed, depressed, um, to push an anti-God, satanic, demonic agenda um, to keep us, you know, out of the church, keep us from loving each other. They want us hating each other. They want us hating the government, and it's only going to lead to one place. I told you all the agenda earlier. Tragedy, protest, riots, looting. Let The gun legislation is coming. Get your guns now. All this is coming as a result of it. The gun legislation is coming. You know, And then at the end of the day, we're going to go towards a, a, a mar- state of martial law. The curfews are already in, in effect. The cur- we, we have, here, I don't know what it is where you guys live. We have an 8 o'clock curfew. Target Target and Walmart, all the stores close at 5 o'clock. we got to be in the crib at 8 o'clock. So what do you think is going to happen in the future? This is just a sign of things to come, guys. Get, go out and read Revelations. This is what it's going to look like. But what's the solution? I, I, I saw some celebrities speaking. I'm just going to name a few that I saw. LeBron James was speaking up about the this tragedy of George Floyd. Drake, uh, Ellen DeGeneres, Oprah Winfrey, I heard some things from, Gail King. I'm only shouting those two out, um, specifically because I was very vocal against them and their, and their, uh, the way they handled the whole Kobe Bryant situation. Um, I didn't like that. <clears throat> um, I don't like a lot of things Oprah stands for. Um, Gail King, I don't like her. But she was vocal about, um, you know, the George Floyd situation, so I like that. Nick Cannon came up with a really nice uh, – Spoken word piece, you know, freestyle type of thing. Jim Jones, LL Cool J. A lot of people um, are are speaking out against this, and I like this. This is what we need. We need not just the celebrities, but we need people like you. We need people like me. We need people, whether we agree, whether we disagree, we got to have the conversation. You know, we have this is, and in a lot of ways this is good because it's waking some people up. It's at least starting the conversation. Now we just have to get it to a place where the, where the conversation itself can be respectful and can, and can be productive to the point where it's not an argument because we don't need to argue amongst ourselves. You know, we need to be unified, you know. You know, ask questions. Don't be afraid to speak outside of the box. Don't be afraid to be labeled a coon, you know, just because you have a, a, a different opinion. Most people have no idea what that term coon even means. Never took an African-American studies class in their life, but they want to lecture you on what it means to be a coon. Have no idea. They have no idea what that even means. You know, and ironically, the people, most of the people using that term incorrectly fit the actual definition of that term. You know, someone who's being done, excuse, excuse me, being used to do the bidding of the master, of the person in power. Those are the real coons, which is the people. Come on, man, y'all get it. You know, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it, and I'm going to wrap it up. I said on on Facebook, in light of the many tragic deaths 
civil unrest. We're in the midst of a global pandemic. It's more important now than ever to pray, to seek, and to trust God. You know, some people may be religious, some people may not be, but at the end of the day, that's what we need to do. You know, because everything that's happening is is not of God. And I feel like once you keep him first and foremost in your life, on your mind, in your heart, that will immediately change your views. You cannot have God in your heart and also have hatred in your heart. Can't do it. Can't do it. You know, I mean, you do realize that, right? There are people out here who literally, and I'm not saying we can't be angry, because Jesus was angry at times. But what Jesus didn't have was hatred in his heart. So I think that once we remove the hatred from our hearts and keep him, and you know, pray and, and be thankful and recognize, hey, I'm still blessed in the midst of this. Hey, I still live a great life, despite the fact that I live in a racist and corrupt country led by a racist and corrupt government, regardless whether it's Democrat or Republican, it's still racist and corrupt no matter what. Once you realize you're still blessed despite that, and you can, you're able to be thankful always, like the Bible says to do, all of this stuff goes away. It doesn't go away to the sense of it, it doesn't exist, but it goes away in your life, and you can bring peace, and you can reestablish joy in your life and in your household. You know what I'm saying? And you can continue to be happy and still have a good day, despite corona, despite you know, George Floyd watching the funeral yesterday, and it's sad. Yes, absolutely, it's sad, but it, you're still blessed. The media doesn't, the media wants you to focus on this stuff. Don't y'all get it? It wants you to focus on the negative. It wants you to focus on the hatred, focus on the fact that there are there's injustice and racism. I'm aware of it. Do I focus on it? No. You know what I'm saying? I, what I am focused on is the fact that I have a successful business, I have great kids, family, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you should be focused on, not, you know, not Donald Trump. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Somebody said, can you talk about Donald Trump? I want to hear that same passion for you that you have. For, like, listen, Donald Trump doesn't anger me. Donald Trump doesn't anger me. I don't hate Donald Trump. Do I acknowledge him for what he is, which is a clown and a puppet and a political, you know, you know, whatever he is, if you want to call him that, I acknowledge it. But what I'm more passionate about is educating people on the system and how corrupt it is and how lost people are. People aren't really lost about Donald Trump. They know what he is. So, no, I'm not going to have that same level of passion for Trump as I have it with some of these other people where it's not as obvious what they are about. So, um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in, man. I appreciate it giving me your time today. Um, like I said, I'll be back. You know, I've, you know, I've had a lot more time to do these uh, broadcasts lately. So check me out, DadonTolbertShow.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Share the link. You know, share the share the show. That's how we've been able to been on for 15 years, and you know, pretty much doing the same thing this whole time, man. So I appreciate it. Um, and uh, that's it, man. Continue to continue to watch, man. Continue to watch. Continue to talk. Continue to talk to each other. Continue to love each other. And I'll see you all next time.
the day don't overcome and rock your They don't be your motivation, child. The day don't motivate you, girl. They don't be your motivation, child. The day don't overcome and change your world. You don't ever have to settle for less. You don't have to be a fool. Call them up, let the tears fall down. Tell them how you. Motivation, child, I did. I'm motivating. 